0: This episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 21, and this is the podcast where we come together every week in a positive space to to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. Uh, Just a friendly reminder, every kid is different, and so are we, so please do your research and find out what's right for your families. Uh, I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo. I have a little boy that's two and a half named Mateo, who is just a ball full of energy, Um, (laughs) and with me, uh, is one of my co-hosts, um, Carrie, Miss Carrie is here. Hello, hello, hello internet. You yeah. may also know me as Cleo
1: in the Frog Pants Network. I am on TMS in the mornings, and I am a married mom to three, and I live in Kansas City, Missouri. My oldest daughter, Sarah, is 14. My middle child, Eden, is 12, and my youngest son, Colin, is four. Yeah,
0: and then we also have a very, very, very special guest. I was really excited that he agreed to come on the show. Um the one and only Brian Brushwood.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I, 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 I can't pull out the false modesty and say, like, why well, don't I know? Am I nerdy enough? And then I'm like, well, I did host a show about video games and I host scam school on the internet. <laughs> yep. Why well, don't I know? Am I parent enough? And I was like, well, I do have three girls aged yep. uh, 18 months, six years, and 10 years. So I guess I'm qualified. You're
0: totally qualified. Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny too. Um, you have a very kind of public persona. And when I found out, you had three girls. I'm like, I didn't really, I don't know. I just, it kind of surprised me. And I kind of, it's very, I don't know, endearing, you know, well, like, Oh,
2: in fairness, like I go a little bit out of my way to craft a, uh, uh, an irresponsible 20 something <laughs> character online, uh, yeah. even though like, uh, any, you know, I think any minute now I'm going to turn 40 and secretly have, uh, you know, three girls. But, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that allows me to be so goofy on screen uh, is 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 that I come home and it's the same way when I was touring with the stage show all the time like on the road I'm a bachelor uh, right. I used to tell Bonnie that uh that when I'm on the road it's exactly like I'm a bachelor except I can't get laid but I couldn't <laughs> get laid when I was a bachelor anyway so it's exactly <laughs> like being a bachelor there you go so, when I come home it's like all I want to be is is super dad oh. you know and then now I walk up to the uh to our home studio and I get online and that's my pretending to be whoever the hell I, I mm-hmm. wish I was. And then we turn around and we and we play Candyland afterwards.
0: You're acting, right? <laughs> sure. You're an actor. Oh, I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. that, that
2: anything's false or disingenuous. Yeah. Well, right, it's just right, that, right. Uh, you know, you, you have different people you are in different sure. situations. That's
1: true. That is true. I'm 43 and I'm just always kind of an ass. So <laughs> that's just, that's my gimmick. That's my thing, I guess.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, we're really excited to have you on the show. And um, kind of to kick the show off, we we tend to talk about some of our ups and downs, and that kind of facilitates our conversations. And really, we just like to kind of commiserate as a support group for Gosh. other nerd parents and talk about technology and what our kids might be going through and what we might be going through. Um, so uh, if you want, I'll kick it off and and talk about my down which you know when we're on the internet it just seems like especially on Facebook everything's so glossy and perfect and it's not always so perfect right right so my my new uh interesting thing that happened with Mateo this week is i thought i had dealt with temp- temper tantrums but uh apparently i have not and we went into a new phase of him understanding what temper tantrums really are and i i it worried me so much that i i took him to the er all
2: right well first of all uh, again remind me how old is he
0: so he's two and a half a little over two and a half yeah and um he wouldn't walk he wouldn't he wouldn't drink he wouldn't eat he wouldn't do anything and he was shaking and we just came out of a fever over the weekend, so he had a like 103 fever, so he's running a fever. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, something's going. What's going on?"
2: So you thought there's like maybe like nerve damage?
0: Yeah, or something. I just didn't know or what it was ridiculous. And um, in Arizona, it's it's a it's it's actually really dangerous for a kid to get dehydrated or anyone to be dehydrated. Um, so I just, of course, being a first time parent. <laughs> the worst thing happened in my brain, so I was like, we got to go to the the ER, we got to go to the hospital. So we spent the next two hours driving around looking for urgent care that was open.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: And by the time we did, he was fine, and we were like, we feel like idiots if we walk through these doors and talk to a doctor about our son that... I think yeah, just, you know,
1: but if you had missed that and he had been having a problem, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, so don't feel don't get down on yourself I mean, about that when kids figure out how to work us, it's usually to their to somebody's glorious demise and it's usually one of the adults in the group
0: I mean, Brian, have you had any like experiences where you you you're in that moment
2: overcompensated perhaps well, mm. you're in
0: that moment you go, is this the point where I need to to go to the hospital or I mean, you know you know,
2: it's tough and, and it's funny that the subject is temper tantrums. You know, our oldest, Penelope, is is whip smart. She's 10 years old, but she's always had uh, severe food allergies. Uh, now she's down to only being allergic to egg and um, uh, uh, peanut uh, and I guess a, a couple of other weird ones. But there was a time that uh, she was allergic to egg, soy, milk, and, or all dairy and peanut uh, and, and soys and everything. So basically – You know, we we trained her for five to seven years, you know, be very in tune with when you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and when you're uncomfortable, you need to make a loud noise to let everyone know because this is severe, you know, it's important. Uh, and then, as she mastered her, her food allergies, we realized, oh wait, there's a downside <laughs> to intentionally teaching your child to freak out when she's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so, you stab her with the EpiPen a couple of times unnecessarily?
2: Wait, no, no, no. We have. We, she's only she's only been stabbed with the EpiPen once. And that was when she was testing for uh, for milk, I think, uh, or oh, maybe okay. it was dairy. Uh, but um, uh, no, I no, mean, I mean egg. Yeah, it was definitely egg. Uh, but like now, we're having to sort of reset everything with her, and and it's difficult as she's, you know, she's in a public school, and yeah. and uh, uh, you know she's accustomed to. Uh, I, I don't think it's outrageous to point out that uh, we have a rather free flowing household at our place and, and that uh, in the middle of dinner, it, you know, if, she, if, if it so takes her, she can stand up on a chair and sing a, a rap song that amuses us, you know, that. freestyle rapping about how Bonnie's food's really good. But strangely, that doesn't go over very well in uh, in the schools. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we're working on recalibrating for social situations. So I could definitely, definitely uh, relate with you when it comes to the overcompensation. Of yeah. things.
1: Yeah. It's fine. I do that. Oh, go ahead. Have a kid with special needs for a week. You'll overcompensate everything. Mm. Absolutely everything. Inhale. Was it deep enough? Was it bright enough? Did she get enough air? Her lips blue? Everything. But then you just, you know, I've definitely been at the ER a couple of times where I've been like, and I don't know, maybe you guys know this too. Do you ever get to the ER going, there's a fever, there's infection, and the minute you get there, the child is fine. Feels good. The doctor's looking at you like you're an idiot, and you're like, I didn't make this up. I
0: know, right? It happened, man. I was there. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, I've been there. You're it, fine, Nicole. I, I think know. you did a great job. It just, it just, oh, I think he might have had some low blood sugar, too. And the 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 one thing that I learned through the whole process is I do not like the, the pediatrician setup that I have right now. I sat on the phone at 7am on hold for 10 minutes. Cause I was thinking maybe I could just call my pediatrician and he, like, I have no way of contacting him. I'm like, what you, is going just on? just wanted
2: to skip to the part where he told you everything's fine. Yeah. Like, but, but then you couldn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I went on a two hour, you know, goose or was it goose chase? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it should have been easier than, than what it turned out to be. Um, and I don't know. It just well,
2: we I, we. It, you know what? We went through the exact same thing. Bonnie got rear-ended uh, in a minor fender bender. Basically, like uh, the light turned green, and the person behind her just assumed everyone was going to go and rolled three feet forward and crunched in the back of her Pacifica. Um, this was at a time that uh, I believe Callie was maybe four months old or whatever, and everyone everything seemed fine. Like like when the hit happened, Callie just goes. Ah. But then there's like, do you really want to be the parent who just decides that everything's fine and doesn't take your kid to the doctor? Right, so we right. ended up we ended up going to the to, to the ER, and they're all like, "Why are you at the ER?" We're like, "Well, we don't know. We're in a car accident, and it seems like we should show you our baby." And they're like, "Go, go to your doctor." And so we made an appointment with our doctor, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, your baby's fine. Fu- get out of here." Yeah, you know, right. <laughs>
1: like, was, I, I would have felt that way too. At four months, I would have been like, "She has no. She does not have an exoskeleton, people. Yeah. She's a bag. of, She's a five pound bag of rice. Put her in all of." The CAT scans you can find, the MRIs. I want to see all the guts and make sure they're in the right place. Oh.
0: Well, if you can believe it, my up is the trip to the dentist. Yeah. We went to the trip.
2: Hey, did they give you good drugs? What's going on?
0: <laughs> She's still there. I know. Um this morning we went to the dentist and I just I just thought okay he's he's in that mo- new mode now where it's no to everything there's no way this is going to go well and for whatever reason I don't, because the this dentist the way they have it set up and the way they talk to him the way they give him choices he he did great he opened his mouth when they asked him to he laid back when they asked him to he has no cavities. I just was like blown away by it. So I just, I was like, okay, I needed that bad. I needed that little win Yay. really bad. So it went.
2: Did, did they do at, at your dentist, did they do like the the, the laughing gas or any of that N- stuff?
0: No, no, no laughing gas. Because, ha-
2: both, because both Penny and Josie, when they went in, uh, and this is pre-Cali days, but I remember like Penny got re- really weirded out by the gas and was just like, you know, she had a bad trip. Mm. But Josie, who was, I think was three at the time, the moment they were, <laughs> when they were done, they pulled her out of the chair. She turned around and ran back, like desperately grabbing at the chair, <laughs> like, go do that again. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, they have um, in this one. It's interesting. They use peer pressure. To, I guess, get the kids to fall in line, they put them all in the same room. So there's like a row of like four or five chairs and they're all sitting in. So it's like this kind of thing, like, well, he's not crying. I better not cry kind of thing. So I they're psych using, him out. That's yeah, fantastic. yeah. They're using like kids' psychology. <laughs> and now you just need to bring a
1: bunch of parents into your house when you tell them to do something. <laughs>
0: Don't follow someone's lead. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like when the grandparents come. I'm like, he'll, he'll go see his grandparents and do things for the grandparents that he doesn't mm-hmm. do for me. I'm just like, well, all right. Swords. I think that's just the nature of kids, though, right?
2: The, the Shij- Michigan J-Frog problem, right? Where it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're they're doing amazing shows for the grandparents, but they can't be bothered to pick up their own undies for you.
0: <laughs> right. Yes, very much uh, so. Or the go away, mommy go away daddy like what is this this is so new
1: i just i get phone calls from my sister-in-law telling me that whenever sarah comes over to visit she's like i really love it when she comes over Uh, my niece is very close to sarah and she'll say you know i love it when they come over and spend the night i mean sarah's cleaning the kitchen and she's doing laundry and i'm like who the hell is that what are you did you drug her did you give her beer like what have you done to her because if i say to her hey you want to throw some loads of laundry and she looks at me and she's like yeah you go right ahead and do that uh no but leave the house and go to somebody else's home. And I think that there's that kind of a built in. I want, and I don't think it's bad. I think it's that want to show people that I do have good manners and show people what I have learned at home and it gets attributed to us. So Hey, Yahtzee. But at the same
0: time, you're like, could you do that when you're here? Yeah. That'd be yeah, great. yeah, Right. Right. Yeah. Well, how about you, Brian? You got any fun ups or downs for us?
2: Uh, I don't know. You know, Penelope has really seen a, a turning of the corner recently. We, uh, we had a, a bit of a breakthrough, where we were talking about, uh, you know, she, whenever she would throw a fit, she would overcompensate by making a big show about shouting, I hate myself or whatever. And we didn't really worry about it until, you know, she started like clawing at her leg, you know, like, I, I don't know. You could tell that she was just trying it on for size mm-hmm. to see how it would, would feel. And uh, we kind of had a sit down moment about a month ago by explaining like, look, uh, your dad has said things on the air that he deeply, deeply regrets. Mm -hmm. And he wakes up the next day is like, man, I really failed on that show. But if what you want is for people to not notice that black day you had, what you need to do is not make a neon sign that points to how bad you feel about that black day. Instead, what you need to do is surround it with so many white days that people are like, oh, that's right, you did have a black day at one time. And like once we put it in that context that mm-hmm. idea that uh that that you know when when you have an error or a slip up or whatever that the solution is to pay your debt by surrounding it with so much more uh, good behavior uh that seems to have really registered with her and in fact she just got um this this week <laughs> th- this is an up and a down the up was that she got commended in school for her behavior the downside was that uh, Bonnie uh, got mixed up on her times and Penny threw a fit the day she was supposed to get a award for having good behavior so i don't Aww. know it's Aww. a big old mix
0: that's i love i love that perspective though of kind of filling with the good days because we're all going to have bad days right and we're sure. all going to say things that we don't necessarily mean or or any of that so I like that kind of mock. I like that white and black idea. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something my kids could
1: totally grasp and go, yeah, I, yeah, okay. Let's make everything light gray. That's, <laughs> that works for me.
2: <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Is is uh, uh, from a distance, you'll see something generally, we'll say ninety percent white. Everything's going well, but but when you zoom in. You see that day to day, moment to moment, mm-hmm. there are good moments that are 100% white and, and bad moments that are 100% black, and and uh, your goal is to just make sure that the overall tone is well in the positive.
0: Do you do you um, find your as your kids are getting older, they're understanding more and more what you do online and kind of.
2: Penny is just now getting it. Um, hang on, uh, Bonnie, the Invisible Wife just walked in.
0: Maybe hey, we, yay. Bonnie,
2: we're doing. Uh, this is Nicole Spagnuolo. We're doing the uh, the Nerd uh, Parents hi podcast. Bonnie. Nerd Parents. Uh, nerd Parents, right? And, I don't
1: know if I qualify. Oh, you okay. totally qualify. <laughs> <laughs> You're the backup Nerd Parent, Bonnie.
3: <laughs> we we,
2: yeah. we were just talking. I was explaining about how, in an ironic twist, uh, Penelope got commended for her good behavior, but then melted down the day they were going to give her
4: I accommodation. Know. <laughs> it's just really embarrassing. Oh, it happens. It's, and I don't know. I mean, she, she'll just be over it. And then I'm just still like going, oh. oh man, isn't you know? that the worst? I just right? can't the let kid- it go like the yeah. kids do. <laughs> it's like, man, I, gotta, I have to live
0: with your shame so much longer <laughs> than you do. It's not fair. Yeah. We move on. Or they move on and we're still... <laughs> Uh, living that moment. Yeah, we live that guilt
1: for a good six months. <laughs> and then, and there's some, like, the next Tuesday, they're like, what? They don't know. Can yeah. I get an ice cream? Is that going to make you
4: feel better? Because
2: I'll be good. Later that day, they're like, are you still on that? Gosh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she literally, yeah, Mom. like, I went up to the playground to kind of check in and let her know I had picked up her good behavior prize. And I was like, okay, well, I picked it up, so you don't need to worry about that. And she was like, mom, you're
1: such the perfect mom. Why did you fail oh. me? Oh.
3: <laughs> oh. Wait oh. till oh, she
1: starts keeping track of the things that you do. Like, wait till oh, she says, remember that time you almost broke Callie's neck in the car, mom? Yeah, I remember oh. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. I don't like thinking about that. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. I got a 14-year-old. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> well, and in fact, actually, if I, I I don't mean to take us off topic. No, but not at all. Uh, But, you know, our oldest is 10. And we're getting hints as to the person she's going to become. Uh, how, how, much, how much of the uh, – how scared should we be of the teenage years? Because I know every kid is different and, and I'm cautiously optimistic that Penny will be a bit of a homebody. But I'm pretty sure that Josie's going to be sneaking out in the middle of the night. Like, How <laughs> much of that should we actually brace ourselves for?
1: I have found – I'm blessed. Sarah is an incredibly good kid. Now, I think a lot of that comes from – has nothing to do with me. It has to do with growing up with a sister who has special needs, who she's very protective of, and understanding the balance between what her sister can do and what she's capable of and like, wow, I'm really lucky I could do this and I need to value that. You know, So that kind of comes – I don't think you're going to find that. I think you guys have kids who are so happy and contented with you in their life and the things that they choose to do like you were saying at the dinner table. I need to sing your praises because the steak is delicious. Like that type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think when kids are really happy with who they are and the people they surround themselves with, they're just good kids. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they're just happy with who they are. And there's always good junior high is, it's is hard. hell on earth. For it everyone. Is. I, it's I, really I, difficult, but I think that's just because they're starting to get that flavor of, um, do I want to follow the crowd? Do I, do I want to do my own thing? My 14 year old is somebody who has always been like, She's got um, alopecia. She's got some balding issues here and there. And she's just like, people, this is my skull. Welcome to it. If you have a problem with it, don't look. (laughs) So, I mean, she's – and I think that kind of inner strength and positivity about who she is and what she brings to any relationship that she's a part of, she knows she's funny. She knows she's cute. She's like, eh, math's not my thing. I won't hang out with mom when she goes to science class. Like she just kind (laughs) of knows who she is. I think it makes all the difference, boy or girl. I think you guys will be great. Your kids seem really well-grounded and really happy and I think that they're going to do fine.
0: You're going to have mo- you're probably <laughs> going to have moments though cuz I I still to this day apologize to my mom for for how I was at 13. I I I, do I, too. I, I remember saying to her like in her face, I hate you. I I hate you. Like I just was horrible. I was a horrible little kid. Yeah, but you know what? In those moments, you know what your mom
1: did in her head? I hate you too right now, but I love you. But I hate you too, you little shit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. She was doing the same thing.
1: So, I, oh, I mean. yeah. I, I think you guys will do great. Yeah. And the, the girls are close, they're close enough in age that I think they're going to respect, like, these are my friends, these are your friends, but they can hang out together and uh, you have your interests and they'll support one another. Girls are very good at that. Mama, yeah. Mama I'm afraid Chris they're speaks. playing
2: like some kind of like deeper game. Like my brother. <laughs> other, but like uh but the girls are devious. All of you. I'm I'm talking to everyone on the panel. You're all devious girls. Yes, we
0: can I'll be. Agree. We can be. Yeah. So are guys though. I mean, I, I my just, bro- I my brother was
2: guile. We just punch each other and Take pictures of our butts and send them to each other because it's funny. (laughs) My
0: brother would sneak out. I never snuck out of the house. My brother would sneak out, and he was four years younger than me growing up. So it it just depends, I guess, on the situation. I think friends too, or you know how they're influenced is is another thing. So there's so many factors. I think that's what's so scary about parenting is that you once you come to the realization that you're not the primary influence in a lot of your kids like decisions like you can you can gently nudge it's like this huge ship that you're just kind of hoping as you're nudging you're steering it the right way isn't that one of the
2: horrifying truths is that is that you're not really raising your kids uh your your teachers your kids teachers aren't raising your kids essentially your kids are being raised by other kids on the on the the playground and and that to me is like that fact alone is so horrifying that I want to take my kid out of public school instantly.
1: Yes, yes. I and I follow that one hundred percent. Sarah came home the second day of school this year. She's going to be a freshman in high school next year, and she came home the second day of school of eighth grade, and she goes well, and I said, what's the matter? I said, how are your friends? And she's like, oh, they're good. And she's kind of found like she plays a lot of sports. So she hangs a lot with those kids because they all see one another a lot. and They do that type of thing over the summer. And I said, so how are your friends this year? And she's like, well, two of them are pregnant. And I went, oh, and they're 14. Good God. (laughs) And I looked at her and I I said, boys are off the table. And she goes, yeah, absolutely. And I said, what do you think of that? Just not to, you know, not that I wanted her to, reinforce how I felt, the fear that was in my gut that she might find Mm -hmm. that somehow appealing, but that I wanted to know how she (laughs) felt about it. And she goes, um, slightly irresponsible. And I was like, well, thank God. So but it could have gone either way. She could have been like, oh, they're going to be really good moms. So she's supportive of the kids, but she's not supportive of some of the choices that they make. And I think, again, that's that whole Oh, it's not what I want for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah knows her weaknesses. She's just like, I can't even pay for my cell phone yet.
2: I am not supporting a child. <laughs> no. Oh my do you think, And 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 uh, yeah. forgive me if I'm if I'm diverting. If you no, want no, to get no. this, this back is, on track, Nicole, feel free to do so. But like, this is what
0: we do, do you, all the time. You're okay, fine.
2: <laughs> do you think that we've entered a different age where? Uh, where the role of parents has been slightly redefined, like it was like uh, 50 years ago, it was do it because I told you to, and if you don't like it, I'm gonna hit you or whatever. But like, uh, and, and then there was this obsessive, like, hovering over of stuff. But nowadays, there's kind of this, um, role as advisor that uh, that parents do where it's like, look, you're gonna make your own decisions, you're gonna be here. Uh, I, I'm gonna tell you what I strongly suggest you try and do, but it's really gonna be up to you. I mean, I, I mean is that is that is,
0: no, I agree. Is that just
2: me having my perspective no, change right. a parent or is this an actual sea change in the way parenting is done now?
0: I, I In fact, I think I've, I read an article of, kind of about that. Um, let's see. New parenting study released and, and it was in the New Yorker and talking about kind of some of that stuff. Were you, you were going to say something, Cleo? I, I think it is born – how we parent today,
1: our generation, I think is born out of seeing – people 10 years younger than us and considered maybe our peers, but maybe significantly younger us and going those, I mean, it's born out of seeing those kids' parents do things like, Oh, stop trying to be his best friend because you're not mm-hmm. helping him. Right. And we've kind of yeah. made that connection to not do that ourselves. So we want to be here and say, look, this is your life. You're gonna have to learn to make changes. And because of what you're exposed to now and the freedoms that are available to you, you have to understand to be responsible for yourself and making those choices. And I can help you based on what I grew up with and what I knew, but this is a different world. And acknowledging that I think is really important because when you come from that era where it was, do what I say, not what I just do what I tell you to do because I told you to do it. I'm I mean, who wants to parent out of mm-hmm. fear? You know what I'm saying? Because well, that doesn't give your kids the opportunity. I think,
2: I think most of us know that doesn't work. We all, yes. we all have stories of sneaking out on our parents or telling <laughs> lies. I mean, it's like, you know, it was all verbal jousting, you know, mm-hmm. like, what like, can you right. get away with? And I'd like to, you know, wh- one of the things that we've done so far, and we haven't had a situation where we, we've had to violate it, but, but basically the game we're trying to play is see how many years, what percentage of Penny's life we can go – Without lying, and Mm -hmm. and the one exception to this will be um, uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus lied about because uh, because that's a magic trick, and magic tricks you're allowed to lie. Uh, But uh, but everything else, you know, and and we haven't had the really tough questions yet. She hasn't asked about like drug use or you know that kind of stuff. But so far, we've never lied, Mm -hmm. and I hope that it fosters this trust where she feels comfortable. Uh you know we've also never freaked out when she shared some bad stuff we've we've always made her feel comfortable admitting when she made a bad decision or exactly mm-hmm. what happened and uh and it and it and it's given us in some family disputes kind of a moral upper hand because you know it it allows us to genuinely say when it's a matter of he said she said who hit first or whatever. Like uh when you have that base of trust, as difficult as it is to establish, it makes it to where you're like, well, no, I genuinely believe Penny because she doesn't bother to lie about mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. of, you know, about anything.
4: Well, yeah. That, yeah, well she did um we were talking about that recently, and she goes, Oh, I did lie some about not brushing my teeth in the morning. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's when we had to take two teeth out because of cavities. And she's like, <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work out so well.
1: <laughs> well, you were, and I think that's good, though. I think when you build that, that mutual kind of respect for the truth and honesty mm-hmm. between parents and kids when they're young, it blossoms into that better relationship when you're older, where you find yourself dancing with the line. And I'm actually dancing with it a little bit now with Sarah, is that. Again, I want to be her parent. She knows that I'm I'm always her friend, but I have to parent within that. Like, I have to say, I have to give you those borders because that's what I do. But I will not, you know, not be truthful to you about the things that you're curious about, and I would rather you ask me. Now, does that mean I'm going to have all the kids to my house drinking beer before the prom? Hell no! But... I want her to know, hey, this is what has happened. I know this happens before the prom. How do you feel about that? What are your expectations? Do I think, you should you drink? No, you're not old enough. Do you want to have another option? I'll help you find that. Let's figure you know, that out together. And, and,
2: and, and along those lines, what's weird is, you know, once they're a teenager, they're they're under the spell of of rampant, uh, you know, hormonal influence, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which is weird. At the at the tender age of 10, uh, Bonnie and I have found ourselves having to start having Frank Discussions about, you know, well, what do you plan to do when it comes to sex as a teenager? When do you plan to have sex? And those things, so that she's essentially making those early decisions or deciding who she is You know, with a relatively clear head before she's, you know, influenced by all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of that that comes into, I think, when she's, now that she's getting to that age where she's a young lady and she'll be going to the doctor about, oh, Brian, let's talk about periods, shall we? When they start (laughs) talking about, yeah, when they start, when she starts developing a little bit and having some, maybe some physical anxiety about how she looks and I'm different and I know that it's different and I know Bonnie's going to be there for her. But there's, there comes that point where you just, dad and you just yeah. come face to face and you have that you look at one another and you just nod appreciatively and just walk past like i get it <laughs> i get it you I need pads i'm <laughs> down <laughs> yeah will get
0: there we've talked about kind of fear parenting in the form of like helicopter parenting and how there is a whole generation of kids that can't function without their parents mm-hmm. because they were fearful yeah. right yeah. so um uh, we've got. got a, I understand uh, it because you want to protect him yeah. from all the crap that's out there. Yeah, you know it's scary. We well, I'll, I'll
2: tell you what, though, yeah. the, the, we have we have a cousin, uh, uh, a, an extended family member who uh, who we watched under the protect- protection of a of a helicopter parent, uh, and in her mid twenties, she's just cratered, and it's really and she's at a point now where now that she's realized she wants to be her own person, to her, she needs to sever ties from the entire family. Oh, so wow. even though. You know, it's not our fault that she had an obsessive parent. Uh, the you know we we feel like uh like like we're kind of ostracized unfairly in that regard mm-hmm, yeah. because
1: they feel like you were that her parents were support you were supportive of her parents therefore you must be supportive of. Well, what I, they I think I you know
2: yeah. uh, who who knows what's going on in in their mind but but as part of her reboot yeah it's you know we we are collateral damage in that in that reboot right. unfortunately.
4: Well, and I heard that uh somebody has a special needs child. I don't I do, I yeah. do. Yeah. I'm
1: Cleo. hi. Hi.
4: <laughs> 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 well, I I'm not sure what your situation is, but the um uh, my kids have food allergies and I found it to be a real struggle not to completely hover when it's like every playmate could be
1: just it's very scary because she doesn't
4: she doesn't have a problem unless she has a problem and it's a lot of people don't take it very seriously so it makes it super awkward like why are you here it's like well she's not old enough to understand she can't eat the cupcake
0: right you know
4: and and so there's a lot of there's been some awkwardness and
1: i'm sure i'm sure there's that level of parent too who is like Well, just because your kid can't have peanut butter, Jimmy's bringing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Tell her to keep her damn hands off Jimmy's sandwich. It's like, okay, I understand you wanting Jimmy to have his thing, but at the same time, my child could die.
2: I
4: know. That
2: that changes things. And they're actually
4: doing a lot of studies now uh, as part of the quality for life because we don't really know how to help kids – You know, like my mom had food allergies, but she was never aware that she almost died from them. Mm -hmm. Whereas my kids are very aware of everything. And which is better, I don't know, because my mom, I think. Was able to go along blissfully ignorant,
1: you know. Blissfully ignorant, I think, is great, but help a healthy amount of fear never hurt anybody. I
4: know, I know, but it, it's also been crippling at times. So <laughs> yeah.
1: I think our the- level of our dealing with food allergies is different. My daughter that has special needs has cerebral palsy and epilepsy, and oh, okay. she's twelve, okay. and neurologically she's probably six months old. So she does have food allergies. Yeah. She has um, allergies to peanuts and tree nuts. So, and she goes to a special needs school during the day, and that room that she is a part of is peanut and tree nut free none of the kids in there are are allowed to have any access to that type of thing right what is hard for us i mean you've got a daughter who can make choices and you're like oh god please make the right one and that can be hard in and of itself and you know that peer that pressure for her to want things has got to be really hard for a 10 year old to deal with for us we have a child who cannot tell us when she's in trouble so We have to wait for the anaphylaxis to hit before we do something about it. Oh, (laughs) my God. Yeah, that's the hard part. So, yeah, I do run around with the EpiPen, just locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah. you never know if someone's going to bring something into a room. Or her entire school is full of special needs kids from the age of 5 to 21. And some of the older kids involved in kind of a um, life skills plan, they teach them how to do laundry. They teach them how to do things so that they can support themselves as individuals when they get out of the school system. And those kids may have had cookies or whatever in their room, and they're just coming to deliver clean towels to my kid's room, and there may be a contact issue, right. So, right. and you can't done. And at that point, the nurse doesn't stay in the room, so they've got to call the nurse, get the EpiPen, and I'm like, that, to me, doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If my kid's going into anaphylaxis, you should be right there with the EpiPen. That's why I that, send it in okay. her backpack.
2: I don't know how much of it is is our own situation just looking it through the lens of of a food allergy kid but uh mm. but it really does seem like in the last 5 years uh, it's stopped being a joke to a lot of people. I know, you know, it's yeah, not right. it's not a standard stand-up comedian bit to be a lot like, why are we allergic to food? What's up yeah. with that? You know? <laughs> yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's like, you know, that that is going away and that makes me very happy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think people are becoming more aware of the things they put in the food hole
1: themselves and how they <laughs> feel and that plays a lot into it. Like, yeah. I want to feel good. Why wouldn't I want my kids to feel good? And just because it's easy for me to make peanut butter and jelly, wh- what's the? why would I want to risk another child's, ex- oh, you know, a yeah. little bit of that, Um, culture of being responsible for one another in community, I think is always good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Carrie, do you have an up for us?
1: I have an up and a down and my up is going to sound really, really weird, but it's surgery. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Eden has had a lot of surgeries in her lifetime and she is on, she has a procedure that she has to have done pretty frequently and The wait list for that procedure, because it's done to a lot of kids with her level of neurological condition, is about 18 months. So once you get it done, usually, oh, she's out of the operating room. Great. I'm going to go schedule the next one because you know you're looking at 18 months before the next one can hit. And it actually is a dental surgery. Oh. So that's how I was bringing the dentist full circle. We're both both doing (laughs) the dentist. So for her, because Eden does not take food by mouth and she takes food by a feeding tube in her tummy, her teeth tend to build up what actually are barnacles. It's called scale and it's a mineralization along her gum line. And that can provide mini mini micro cuts in her gum line and let bacteria in Mm. and then she can go septic. So this is is what – Fascinating. It's kind of crazy. My kid is a hot mess, but she is so much fun to talk about. (laughs) So we we have to take her – and because she is a kid with CP and epilepsy and can't really control those things as they happen to her, when she has to have her teeth cleaned, as any of us would go in and just lay down and be there for 30 minutes and walk out feeling fresh, Eden has to go into the operating room. So – she it was signed up for the surgery. Um, I would say two years ago, and then when she had her, I don't know whether Bonnie and Brian, you knew this. Eden had a horrible break in her seizure patterning at Christmas time and was in a coma for a few days. Oh my god! So yeah, so she was in the ICU here at Children's Mercy in Kansas City and. She missed her dental appointment because coma. You know sure. that right. takes that well, tends to take precedence. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, she. I joked about it. Of course, the nurses was like, "She's already unconscious. Get in there, do it." And they were like, "That's not <laughs> funny, ma'am." So I said, "I said I'm trying to streamline your shit. I don't know what the problem is." <laughs> so they said, "Well, we're going to have to reschedule." And I thought, "Oh God, eighteen months out. Well, this calculus and this plaque that gets on the back of her gum lines builds up very quickly because not only is she taking all of her food by stomach, which means all of her." oral secretions are very concentrated, but she takes a ton of medication and medication can jack your teeth too. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh God. So I called yesterday kind of with squinted eyes and gritted face going, I want to put Eden on the surgery schedule. And this is a girl I've never met before. She's like, well, I'm new to the group. And I thought, oh God, I won't get in for three years. Oh, here we go. And she goes, oh, look, I have an opening next Friday. And I went,
0: hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I said, I
1: will move mountains I will make a donation to the charity of your choice. Just put my child on that surgery schedule for next Friday. So I have been running around, but we got her on the surgery schedule. Oh, so good. she's going in on Friday afternoon to have the surgery done in her mouth. It'll take about two hours, but she will come out of there. I'm going to post some great. I'll post some great pictures on Twitter of her literally gleaming white face. Yay! Wow. She looks like that little, you know, the orange. I don't know who the guy does. He does that. Annoying, annoying orange. Yes, she looks like Annoying Orange with a little Asian face. She's just all teethy <laughs> and happy. So. That will be adorable. So that's my up for this year. That's awesome. My down uh, for t- this year, it might be actually. My uh, down is my 14-year-old um, has decided that even after growing up with a sibling who has numerous medical procedures, there's blood and guts all over the place around here. She has decided that blood makes her pass out.
0: Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Uh- so...
1: She came into my room the other, I was in my bathroom brushing my teeth and she came in and she had her hands on her knees. Now she had been outside playing basketball with my husband. So I didn't think anything of it. And I said, what's going on? And she goes, I think Eden sneezed and maybe she has a bloody nose, which is very common for her. And I said, Oh, okay. And I said, are you all right? And she went, I don't, and stood up. Now she's five, four and went flat on her back in my oh, bathroom. No.
3: floor. <laughs> and, I went,
1: uh, and I, I literally turned and I didn't see my four-year-old son on the door and I looked at my 14-year-old laying there on the floor who woke up in a few seconds. And the minute she made eye contact with me, she started to laugh. And I went, enough of this shit. I have one kid I can't get a handle on. What are you doing? And she goes, I think it's a blood thing. She goes, I never had a problem with it before. So we talked to the doctor about it. And he said, she's 14. Hormones all over the place. She's an athlete. She's tall. She's thin. I don't know if the Asians get anything to do with it, but anything I can blame my husband for. So maybe it's got something to do with that. I don't know. But he said, he said, does she she do that all the time? So I asked her, I said, do you feel like that? She said, every time I feel blood, I feel a little lightheaded. And I said, well, thank you for passing out on my bathroom floor and scaring the crap out of me. You know, not, not when your sisters had like major surgery and you've seen her covered in goo and it never bothered you before. So that's a new thing we get to play with. Is let's play the game of not helping Sarah to pass out
2: around the house. That seems like something that that um, uh, you know. I think I went through a phase like that. I still get all oogied out when I uh, you know flip channels and see open heart surgery. I just I just lose it. Uh, I just wanted
1: to get through Halloween. That's
2: all I want.
0: Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be. I went to school with a with a kid that loved to eat his own blood. What? Yes, Angelina Jolie. No. No, it was just his thing. He loved blood. And it was, you know, of course, being kids, it's like one of those things that was whispered about like, oh, he eats his own blood. Don't look him up on Facebook. (laughs) 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 Oh, Do not friend request that guy. Crazy. All right. Well, let's move over to our toddler translations. Bonnie, are you still with us? Oh, Bonnie! Bonnie actually just had her
2: toddler come in. Okay, uh, started to squawk, so she just took her outside.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, we have. Hang on, I'm going to see if I
2: can pull her in for this. I think she might be able to get this. Yeah. Give me thirty seconds. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, while Brian's doing getting Bonnie, um, I'm going to read the email from uh, one of our listeners. This is from Don Dom. Sorry. Uh, hi, Nicole and fellow nerds. First, thanks for doing the show. It's awesome. And I'm a Frog Pants fan and was excited when I heard about it. My name's Don from the UK. No, I don't know Terpster. <laughs> 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 Me and my lovely wife, Laura, have a two-year-old named Harrison and a four-year-old named... Uh, amelia grace uh here's Ooh. my toddler speak entry for my son harrison who turned two and a couple days ago
2: oh, so this it's- is perfect bonnie just came in now i don't know if it's unfair but she has a toddler who may be able to translate for us yeah. so we'll see
0: so dom- she brought a ringer i love it <laughs> <laughs> so dom only sent me uh he, he sent me one clip and keep in mind they Ooh. live in the the uk so um, Oh,
2: so there's accents, There might too. be an
0: accent. And then I have two clips from my own little toddler that I'll play as, as, as additional bonus uh, questions. So here's, here's Harrison, and he's only saying one word. All right. Okay. Ifa.
2: So, say it again. Ifa. Can I get a spelling? <laughs> Use it in a sentence, kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll try it too. one more time.
0: Ifa. If so, you're English, you should be able to pronounce things beautifully, kid. What's the problem? I'll give you, I'll give you a clue, a really big clue. Um, we call it a vacuum. Asa.
1: I want to say Swiffer because I haven't used my vacuum cleaner in a week. <laughs> it sounds like Essa. I guess. Essa. A- I thought they called it a Hoover. That's exactly what he's saying. Look at that. <laughs> Callie, I know you had my back on yeah. that one, kid. You want to
0: hear it again? Here it is. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: it.
2: Oh, that's cute. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we uh, you know, recently, Penelope, uh, she's 10 years old and she's doing very well at school lately. So we finally felt comfortable. You know, she's known what the F-word is for a while, uh, but but she's been very good not to use it around us. And uh uh so we, we let her listen to a slightly more adult book. Uh but uh but we explained to her that uh we thought it was hilarious because she pronounced the, f- or, uh, or the or the word frog, yeah. sounding exactly like the f word, and so we used to <laughs> we used to we told her that we used to you know say like, hey, what is that? And you know, just with the intention of making all our friends laugh.
0: Matteo does the yes. same thing with clock.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. And we do fire engines. We do not have fire trucks in Kansas City because <laughs> that's
0: embarrassing as
2: hell.
1: So, However, Colin had decided the other day when he came downstairs, he was doing something that annoyed his sister. And for a 10 year age difference, they are incredibly close. And he did something just to tick her off And she around, she's like Colin. And he goes, I know I'm being a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I went, I just looked at him and I said, you really are. And he said, I know, and that's a bad word, but I really am. And
3: I said, okay.
0: Uh, okay, here's another one from Mateo. Let's see what he, This is his favorite thing right now. Let's see if you can guess, guess it. Garfield. Garfield? It's a food. Gar Golf
2: ants. Golf ants. <laughs> my favorite
1: food. <laughs> He sounds like he's eating cheese puffs, but I don't... Oh, okay. goldfish! There you Thousands go! <laughs> is that right? Yes,
0: that's all yes. right. Oh, Gold, we got a winner! Here, here, here it is again.
1: Goldfish.
0: Of course, oh, now I hear it.
1: It's I mean, never would have gotten that if I hadn't heard the crunch afterwards. Never would <laughs> have gotten that. <laughs>
0: and then finally, here's Mateo saying... "Book, Books? book." Oh, look at oh, You nice. got one,
3: Brian. Toddler.
0: <laughs> so, uh, if you would like to send in your own toddler translation, we're out. So that's why we're we're dipping into some of Mateo's. Uh, you can send them directly. Just send an MP3 file to nerdparents at gmail.com uh, If you, what I do is on my iPhone, I have the little recorder, and I just record and edit and and send it off to a, to my email. So it's easy enough to do. And and I'll play it on the show. Just be sure, make sure to t-
2: make sure they sound like they might be curse words. Th- that'll be yeah. more
0: fun.
2: I'll get a couple of those into you now that I know that that's an option.
0: Yeah. And and it's I, I love it when they say like nerdy things. Um, So I have a few I f- have a few saved up for Nerdtacular, which, Brian, you will be at. Right. Yeah, man!
2: Uh,
3: Yay!
2: And in fact, it looks like I'll be able to bring Bonnie as well, which Yay! I'm very excited about.
0: Wonderful! So cool. Oh, that's gonna be so much oh, wait, fun. Wait, hold on!
2: Bonnie's protesting. Yeah, you, don't, Brian, you, don't, you don't think it'll Brian work? Brian
0: says uh,
4: he's like, "Sure, you and I can drive out, and you can fly home." And I'm like, mm, "We have three children you're leaving behind." <laughs> yeah, so details, details. Really, come on, I'm not sure how that worked
0: work out, but we'll. we'll
2: I I see. want I would I would love for you to come on. I think we you'd hope
0: you're time. there, Bonnie. So, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, um Mateo is actually going to be staying with his his grandparents when we we go to Nerdtacular this year. So, and then for you, Cleo, um, your husband's going to be staying. I'm home, just right? leaving the kids with Dad. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> bye bye now. So we're excited. We're all excited about Ner- uh, Nerdtacular because we're going to be doing a live nerd parents there as well. So. And I think there are, yeah, there's a few tickets still left. So be sure to check out nerdtacular.com for all the details. If you It's, it's, it's it.
2: a gorgeous space. Oh, the people it. are amazing. Uh, one of the best weekends of my entire last year. And I'm so excited to go back again.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Tell um, the kids there are little furry critters right in the middle of the restaurant downstairs. <laughs> the little guys that come up to you when you're in the Mexican restaurant and you can feed them at the table, kids. It's great. Were they squirrels? What were they? I don't know. Prairie dogs of some sort. <laughs> I was feeding them chips. I love them. They said don't feed them and I went, "Yeah, watch me." <laughs> they're
0: they're precious. You you're I'm troubles. So Fucking the system there. I uh, am. All right. Well, let's move over to Family Game Night. This is anything that brings our families together whether it be board games, apps, games we make up, sports, whatever. So, um I have a couple of new apps that uh Mateo and I have been playing and one of them uh is is It kind of connects to the TV show. So we've really gotten into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Um, Oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. He loves it. And it kind of took me by surprise because I thought Mickey Mouse, it's old school kind of stuff. Um, He may or may not get into it, but he loves it. And they have an app called the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And it's a little it's a it's a digital book. And he loves it. So I can highly recommend if, you're, if your kid is into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which you can watch. Um, I ended up uh, buying a, a season from uh, Amazon, and we just stream it on our Roku player, and it's great. So the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse That's- and all that goes together really nicely.
2: Uh, well, here, if I, 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 I'll throw this one in. Yeah. Um, weirdly, like and this is what's so great. Now that Penelope's hit double digits, you can really find some fascinating, uh, challenging material for her mm-hmm. to take on. Uh, In a new format, you know, she's she's very much a reader. She's in love with her Kindle Paperwhite. But I am trying to seduce her to the dark side of audiobooks. Uh, She just read um, uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, which uh, has some adult themes, but all of it is is written kind of without detail uh, that I I don't think really affected her, but but nowadays we're bonding over listening to Radiolab episodes together, and it's great. Oh, Radiolab is amazing. Exactly. One, it's great to go through the back catalog, you know, and be like, well, this one deals with death. I don't want to freak her out. Let's do mm-hmm. this. Let's do that. You know, but like, uh, you know, she just listened to this whole thing about you know how the guts work and so on, and right. uh, she's really getting into the podcast universe, which makes me happy. That's have you great.
0: have you introduced her? There was a podcast, a history podcast that you were raving about
2: hardcore history yes
0: have you no. introduced I, to will, that one? I
2: will not introduce that to her because uh <laughs> what makes hardcore history so good is that he gives you all the salacious details oh. about the brutal murders and betrayals oh, gotcha, and all that gotcha, stuff gotcha. So that's the last thing i want my kid <laughs> <folks>. <laughs> No,
0: maybe not <laughs>
1: you know it's good the whole the series um how it works on the discovery channel mm-hmm. is fantastic the podcast series um how how stuff works uh john strickland who's a Friend of the Frog Pants Network. Sure, he does
2: sure. He does how tech works, doesn't he? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, stuff. Yeah, there's stuff you should know, and then uh, 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 t- I don't know, tech you should know or whatever. Yeah. They also like are starting to do video things called Don't Be Dumb. Uh, uh, th- that whole section, the whole how stuff works uh, segment of the Discovery Empire is uh, really putting out some good stuff.
1: They are. They do some
0: nice Brian, books. have you heard of a, a website called The Kids Should See This? No. So I'm
2: looking right now.
3: It,
0: it, they. They pull together science, art, nature, tech, music—all videos um, that you can watch with your kids. Not made for kids, but you watch. You can watch them, and they're all handpicked um, by the. I, I,
3: I think,
2: They're curated. Yeah, a
0: woman, you know, yeah curated videos. So.
2: This, this is one of the things that I think we're uh, – over the last 15, 20 years, we've seen an explosion of content available on the internet. Yeah. But I think that we're entering an age where what people really want is a concierge-level le- service of mm-hmm. somebody to just navigate our way mm-hmm. through all this stuff. Like just – like I trust you, sir. Uh, take me through this journey and tell me which of these are good and worth yeah. watching. And I think that, that uh, in that regard – you know, blogs like this are, are perfect.
0: Yeah. That's
1: yeah, kind a of nice a syllabus do. of what out there for kids is a great idea.
0: Well, just the apps that uh Mateo and I try out all the time. I can tell which ones he likes, which ones are kind of like, oh, I wasted my money on that one. But you know, mm. we, we now know. <laughs> right? So like
2: uh well, have, uh, have you given a try to and he's probably too young for this, but uh Dragon Box? No, what's that? Have, have you heard about this? Uh, Dragon Box is a, uh, an
0: attempt to take. Oh, wait, is that the algebra, the algebra one?
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So basically you play what you think is a card game, uh, and you know that you want to balance everything on the left side with everything on the right side. So you, you do things like, you know, you flip cards over to go, uh, the, the night, what they call the night side of them. And really what you're learning is, 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 you know, uh, how to factor on both Mm -hmm. sides and make equations solve for X. You win when the Dragon Box is the only card on its one side. Uh, they're now doing stuff with uh, with geometry, oh, cool. and uh, I, I just love the gamification of learning. It's is great. like the most significant cultural advance in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Hakito actually told me about Dragon Box, and he also told me about an app called Stack the States. And Mateo was too young at the time to play it, but just this past week he started. Um, playing this game and it quizzes so you are quizzed like what's they'll show you the state flag which state it'll give you four options and i know he's guessing but i swear there's times that i think he's he's really understanding what and
2: and what's funny is like even uh, i i told penelope that if she finished all of uh she was really excited about winning awards for whatever reason Mm -hmm. i said look if you will finish all of Dragon Box, I will, I will give you an award. You'll get a plaque. And, uh, you know, I made a, a thing and even when it finished and she genuinely, you know, learned all the concepts, she was like, yeah, but I didn't really learn algebra. And I'm like, look, I don't care if yes. you think you learned it or not. You know, you definitely solved you definitely for X learned. on crap that I can't do anymore, oh, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So it's like, I felt really good about supporting that. Yeah,
0: the, the g- cool. I, I just love Scene. In fact, there was, there was a new app that I just was reading about on Wired.com, and what it does is it gives the kids a world, and it changes seasons, and everything is very – and the animals come out and play, and it's like this amazing app, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I have to look for it, but I, I, I made sure to make a mental note to go back and look for it because it – It's a very interactive, dynamic environment for the kids to start understanding how trees grow, how the seasons change, and they can control, like, the the clouds raining. And so it's a really neat, interactive experience. And they're learning about the environment as they're playing with this little app. So... Um, I, I just love I love apps <laughs> If you know well, it's, me, funny, I love it's apps. funny the
2: backdoor <laughs> concepts that you can learn uh, for example what you might think is an exploit in the system let's say you're playing like roller coaster tycoon or something and you figure out like oh well what I do is I get a bunch of people in line and then I jack up the price real high and then mm-hmm. they pay a whole bunch and that's how I cheat the system but then meanwhile what they're learning is the very real concept of price gouging in <laughs> opportunistic <laughs> moments it's, it's like uh, I, I love all the ways that kids learn Important concepts without ever, ever thinking that they're actually learning.
0: Yeah, it's great. How about you, Carrie? Do you have any fun little things that the kids have been playing? Well, in the last two weeks, Aaron and I like to
1: try and do this once in a while. We have a big party here at the house, and we just do board games, all of them. So we have all of our friends come, and they bring board games. And I was surprised at what my kids got involved in, Um, Colin being four and Sarah being 14. I thought there would be a huge divide in what they would want to do, Uh, and they didn't. I am slowly turning my children into 55-year-old women wine drinkers because they are bonkers for bunko. They <laughs> love that game. They love it. And it's really pretty simple. It's a matter of rolling the dice and counting up how many you have. And until you get to a certain point, my four-year-old can do it. And I'm oh, like, so well, cool. don't start drinking. But I'm glad you can play. So I mean, we they have been having a ball with that. Oh, They've been having good. a lot of fun, and now they want to go buy special dice they can play with. And I tried to explain how that can kind of move into Yahtzee or Farkle or some of those other games that you can play. Some of those you can even you can get downloaded for your phone. I know you can get Yahtzee and Farkle for your phone. So those are fun things that they like to do. But we having game night was fantastic. We saw a lot of stuff that we had never seen before. It was a lot of, a lot of good times. There was one, I think it's called five seconds, the five second rule. And it had nothing to do with food, which was disappointing for many of us. But (laughs) it was, um, it's a, basically looks like a long egg timer and it's spirals down the middle and it's got a bunch of, um, little metallic balls that start at the top and you pick up a card and it says, you say to the person across from you, name three colors that don't have an E in it. And you flip the timer over and they have five seconds to rattle off three of them, which sounds easy in concept not in execution. So we got some huge laughs playing that game. I'll have to look that one up, and I'll put that one on the website to not that one to you, Nicole, Because that was we played that here one night, and that was hilarious. Mm, cool. Hilarious. So we've had a lot of good times with some board games. But, yep, turning my kids into Bunko players, and um, I'm going to look up the one for that five-second game. That was great.
0: Yeah, go ahead and add that, and I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Cool. If um, I did find the app, and uh, Cleo, I think colin would love this app it's called it's called plants so it's by a company named tiny bop and um it's just it looks like it was it was created at maker made uh wired maker made so it's two dollars it's for the ipad and it's like a little bio uh environment of a forest and desert and plants and animals and if you watch the little video it just it looks like a great great little app so i'm gonna download that and and uh see how mateo likes it but it just it caught my eye and i i wanted to make sure to bring it up on the show so All right, let's move over to some solicited advice. This is a point in the show where you send us your emails and ask us questions or give us suggestions. In fact, we have a suggestion from Steve. Uh, He wrote in and said, I found this site called tutus.org. Is it tutus? dot org that does temporary tattoos for kids that you can customize. My five-year-old is type one diabetic, so this seems like it would be great. I sent the site an email to find out just how detailed I can make it. You can, you got, um, he said you give him so many, we've given him so many good tips, I had to pass this one on. Uh, thank you for making such a great show, Steve. So you can have your own personal temporary tattoos for that's your a great kids. idea.
1: Yeah, right? Like if you're sending your kid to the amusement park with some friends, if you put their telephone number or something on their arm oh, yeah. or whatever so if they get oh, lost. Um, from what I have understood of temporary tattoos, if you spray them liberally with hairspray after you put them on, they'll stay waterproof. Oh, so if the kids go to the water park, they can wear those. Oh, yeah.
0: if you that's go a to, great idea. If you go to the website, t-o-t-t-o-o dot, or, gosh, with an S, I'll just link it in the show notes. Just go to her parents and look for this episode.
1: You know that now we're going to have some little five-year-olds going to send us a picture that says "bros before hose" or something across his eye.
2: It's going to be like a a six-year-old with a tramp stamp on her lower. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Barbed wire.
1: (laughs) Around that little chubby, you know, particularly around that little chubby part of the wrist on an infant where it looks like they've had on a rubber band too long. Mm. (laughs) Where they get like that little fat part. yeah, (laughs) Teal that little fat bit back and it's just a hardcore piece of barbed wire. Oh,
0: this is such a great idea. This Um, is fun. I would totally put this on Mateo if we were like going to Disneyland or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because you don't plan for them to get lost or anything like that. So uh.
1: I have a girlfriend whose son is autistic. And he likes
0: to run and he's 12, so he's not
1: small. And sometimes he has just jetted off and she's been looking for him and looking for him and looking for him. And he knows enough that when he turns around and he's not with somebody, he just finds an adult and he shows them she wrote his phone number on his arm and showed him that it's her phone number. And they go right over and pick him up. So that would be a really this could go very positive or it could go extremely
0: bad. Right. Um We also have an, another email from Jeff. He says over the last few years, my kids have gotten older, and an assortment of activities that, that my kids participate in have increased i 've noticed a trend that 's become apparent when when at one event, a notice was put on the front uh put on the drop up point that said no dad 's allowed. It made me think of the interactions between myself and the parents at the events slash activities. The other parents are typically moms and do not engage the dads in conversation regarding the activity or ask them questions regarding their child. I make mention of the later example as today I took my kids to soccer and both my daughters start daughters play and my son is too young to play. So as I watched my youngest daughter play, the moms around me talked about various kids and started talking about my daughter as she has curly red hair. They don't direct any comments or questions to me, but talk amongst themselves and and talk like I'm not even there. I'm wondering if this is a palatable distance that that moms create is something that is preventable, uh, oh, prevalent in my small community, or if it's something found elsewhere. Uh, Another question is that, is what I could do not to not let this get to me so much and drinking is out of the question. <laughs> so he's just looking, I'm looking for some advice. If, if, if you guys, you know, Mateo's a little too young for me to have this experience, but I, I can tell you that I, I don't have any mom friends. Um, I haven't, I've, I've tried I mean, a few I, times. I, I mean, I'll,
2: I'll jump in on this. Yeah. I definitely have felt that in certain situations, but you know, there there are some times that you feel outgoing and other times that you yeah. don't. And, uh, when you do feel outgoing, um, and you know, I'll be the first to admit at a certain barbecue, I may have had a couple of beers <laughs> and it's easy for me to say like, Hey, I'm Penelope's dad. Who are you? Oh, really? Right. Tell me about you. You know, and when you're in that outgoing frame of mind. Yeah. It's easy to connect and make friends and, and, and make it not weird. But there's other times you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm not here for me. I'm here for the kid and right. the, the kid and let me just do whatever. And it is, man. It's awkward and you feel that barrier go up. And once the barrier is up, it's hard to really engage yourself to, uh, to get beyond that.
0: Well, it's letting other people make you feel uncomfortable. I, it, it would make me feel like I'm back in you know, middle school, high school Oh, yeah. Well,
5: for the record.
2: Uh, yes, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, and and keep in mind, like everyone's all like, oh, my kids should be in public school because that's what we all do. I don't know what's so great about sorting kids by age because yeah. everybody emotionally is a different age. Totally. And you really notice that when you sort parents by the edge by the age of their kids. It's so arbitrary. You're like, you look around and you're like, there is nothing about any of these people that I would choose to engage with, but our kids happen to be the <laughs> right. same age, so now we're thrown in together. I don't know; it's yeah. it's weird to me.
0: Yeah, and as an older parent myself, I'm i I'm always the the oldest in you know the group because you know I got I just waited a little bit longer in life to have kids. Um, Cleo, I saw you posted a picture about somebody commented. About oh oh
1: that's, that's horrible jackass. oh yeah that guy <laughs> yeah so yeah so I go into a store with my daughter my fourteen year old and we go up to the register to purchase an item because we're good we're contributing to the American society and their economic balance and the girl looks at me and she goes oh did you want the senior citizen discount. nearly clocked that little bitch across the face very closely and my daughter looked at me and burst out laughing and then she looked at her and she said you're gonna have a bad day and turned around and walked out the front door and she's laughing and she's going you have fun with that bye-bye now at this point the girl who goes to high school with my daughter just went oh 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 okay oh and she goes ha and i said you were kidding right (laughs) <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I yeah. said, uh-huh. So I basically put on Facebook, oh, well, it's facelift God. time. Oh, no, it's, it's not. You, you're fine. Ugh. I was like, what? I am one of the oldest parents. Now, I don't know if it's an East Coast thing. Uh, Brian, I don't know whether you know this. I was born and raised in Boston. So I didn't move to the Midwest until I, was, I met my husband, and I was almost 30. And uh, Sarah is my oldest, and I had her when I was 29. Now, for somebody from New England... You did that early. My goodness, because it's a real focus on career Mm -hmm. and you build your families later after you get that done. Whereas I'm in Kansas City, Missouri now. And, you know, if you crack 20 and you haven't had a child yet, what is wrong with you? you Exactly. That's where I grew up. (laughs) Yeah. So I have uh, my husband is half Malaysian and I have all measure of brothers and sisters in laws. And but they're all, you know, in their mid 20s for the most part. And Above and beyond all that, I look like the host mom at a Hello Kitty convention when we go anywhere. But because they're all little cute little Asian girls and I'm the big redhead. So we look weird, but I am being older. I think the pro to that is that they look to me for advice, although I don't necessarily feel like I have all the answers. Oh, you are, you're called Mama Cleo for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know what though? I make mistakes. I know, I I know. I totally bone things with my kids every once in a while. You know, I dropped one as a baby. I'll own that. You know what I mean? That type of thing. And I like, to feel like I can help support them in that I think what's hard is that and my brother-in-law I think feels this quite a bit because uh, Josh is my my husband's youngest brother and he has two girls himself and Josh's wife is the bread earner in the family so Josh is out with the girls all the time and he takes the fishing and he takes them to the zoo and he does that stuff I don't know that he feels that um, that distance with moms because Josh would just walk right up and engage with other people mm, if the kids yeah. were playing. But I think in our society for so long, there has been that assumption that the guys are doing it because they have to, not because they want to, and therefore wouldn't be happy to be there much less engage and talk to people. And that's not fair. No. You know, one of our co-hosts, Eric Mahler um, is a stay at home dad and he gets out there and takes his kids and do things and to you know, not, Respect what he's doing as a dad, it would be just as bad for me to do that to another female.
0: Yeah.
1: So I get out there. I like to, you know, I like, to, I like my sister-in-laws to feel like they can come and ask me questions and that's fine. And, you know, I can tell them what I've done, whether or not that's valid for their experience. I don't know. Um, but if they ask. But when we go out, I, I do notice that I, I've seen it before when there's been a dad there. And I've also seen that group of moms who does, they push their kid off to the bouncy mm-hmm. swings and then they go and they sit on their phone all day long. Well, I, when
0: I go to Gymboree, um there's a, you're there at gymberry you're actually paying to you know do this fun little hour of playtime with your kids and there's a there's a person that structures it and you have you're that you're there to kind of be there and play with them and do different activities and there's two women that just kind of start talking and I'm like this is so disrespectful it's so disrespectful to the yeah. teacher and to the yeah. kids I mean, that's a tough yeah. thing, too. It's oh. like you got a
2: teacher who's been paid like, you know, 20 bucks an hour yeah. to to make the party happen. It's like the least you can do is help them out. Yeah. And you're the one paying them. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So,
0: Jeff, uh, hang in there. I, honestly, if I were you, I if I would have heard like them talking about Mateo, I'd be like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy, Mateo. How are you? I'm Nicole. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's Jeff, uh, kind of what points to, to
1: you, Jeff, for taking the kids out and doing all that fun stuff because there are a lot of those dads out there who don't want to be involved. I know there's I know that's not the majority. I think a lot of dads are very, very involved. but change the paradigm, man. get out there and just be like, hey, I'm Jeff and these are my kids and what are you guys up to today? Go up and be like, what brought what? you here."
2: You, your- you know what it is is I think that it's the kind of thing that um, the earlier you guide things the easier it gets yeah. if you make the decision that the moment you come up is just introduce yourself because the longer you wait the weirder it's going to be when you suddenly turn yeah. around and hold out your hand and say hi yeah hi i'm jeff i've been watching you for 30 minutes <laughs>
1: I, right exactly I heard which you children are you on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not at all creepy. No. Sure, Jeff. They'll want to <laughs> hang out with you after that. Absolutely. They'll pass on phone numbers. Yeah, that's weird. I also find that uh, in addition to that, like Brian was saying, get out there and get it done early. Whenever my husband comes to one of Eden's school events, the, it's originally, is everything okay? Does he have the day off? And it's No, he just wanted to come to his kid's school thing because I am usually the one who, mm-hmm. you know, shows up for things two or three times a week and does all that stuff with her. And he kind of said to me once, he's like, why are there no other dads here? Mm-hmm. And I went, I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that question. All I can say is I'm really glad that you took the time to spend some time yeah. with Eden today. She may not be able to verbalize that she appreciates it, but know that I do, and that it means something to the teachers who work with her to know that her family life is supportive from all different
2: angles. Yeah, and so, that's the thing, man. Isn't it weird? It's like uh, the, the, a sim- the simple act of coming to a school event or whatever is not only just for the kid. It's also... It's also to send a cue to other people about how much you care about these things or how much you value, value their support. I mean, it's yeah. such a delicate balancing act. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: we also have an email, just a follow-up email. We had an email last last week from Irwin who was having a lot of problems with his child that won't sleep and to the point where it's actually affecting his health. And so we talked a little bit about that. Um, and we got an email from I'm going to I'm going to probably butcher her name. Saski Saskia? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. She's from the Saskia. Netherlands. Saskia. Uh, she says, "Hi, I was listening to to Erwin who had trouble with a child who did not who did not sleep have they had him checked out there are some kids who have trouble with serotonin they literally don't have the ability to sleep well best wishes so that was one point that she wanted to bring up um yeah sleep oh it's brutal did you brian did you have any problems with uh sleep with your girls or are they no, just angel uh, babies <laughs> did you have angel babies
2: uh, no, jeez. No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> once Penny does go to sleep, she goes all the way to sleep, you know, for, for a lot. I mean, she's out, out, but, uh, but, but I myself am somebody who's been chronically plagued with, uh, with insomnia. And really? even as an adult, you know, it's very difficult because to me, um, When I was in college and and as a a younger man, it was easy to just like, you know, you stayed up until you were so tired that you knew you could fall asleep, which to me would be like, you know, five or six in the morning or whatever. And then you sleep in until two in the afternoon and who cares? The next day you stay up until eight in the evening or whatever. Um, but as you become an adult and and a, and a father and so on, those cease to be options. You still have to get up with the kids or whatever. And so it's like, I personally still have a lot of anxiety about going to bed. Mm-hmm. The idea, uh, and weirdly, like it's doubly bad uh, when when I'm sleeping in the same bed as Bonnie. Lately, we've, we've started like, I'll, I'll go and crash in the guest room or on the couch or just wherever. And I find it uh, strangely liberating because I don't have to worry about accidentally disturbing mm. Bonnie's sleep with my flopping so it, around. it
0: calms you down, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Because that's what happens is you get caught in the loop, right? Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I can't sleep, but I can't move because I'm going to wake up Bonnie and stay totally still. And like, I bet this is what it feels like to be a corpse inside of a freaking coffin. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden you're just caught in this loop and it sucks. So uh so so weirdly breaking that that social norm of of every night mom and dad have to sleep right. in the same bed together has been a tremendous boon.
0: You're not alone. Um you sound a lot like Mark, my husband. And I have I sleep sound. I can I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep in a chair. I can sleep on the floor. I can. So jealous. He's just rubbing it s- in no my face. it's ridiculous. Right? But right the on. problem is, I I handle all of Mateo's wake ups. Like especially when he's sick, he wakes up many times throughout the night. But the problem is, when if Mark wakes up, it yeah. takes him about forty five minutes to an hour just to get to sleep. Yep. And if he wakes up, he is up. So that, what, what yes. I've started doing is I will close, like if I know I'm going to have a hard night with Mateo, I will close the door, put a sheet, you know, put a, cause we have tile floor. So everything echoes and um, put a blanket in and then I'll sleep in the, on the couch and let, cause I really, I don't want him to have to wake up. I feel yeah. horrible because I know that's his sleep. Thing and I'm fortunate enough that I could just sleep whenever, wherever, well, and that's that. So I'm, I totally it, agree with it, you. you. You
2: bring up an interesting other point, which is, uh, y- you know, by breaking the cultural norms of of mom and dad go to bed at the same time in the same bed and all that stuff, uh, it makes it so much easier. You know, one of the best decisions ever was was that Bonnie just understood I like to go to bed ninety minutes to two hours later than her because mm-hmm. she has to. And but but the reverse of that is that when the kids are up and stuff's happening, you know, dad's not going to be there. He's going to be sleeping in his extra two hours during that time, you mm-hmm. know. And and as long as both parties are on the same page and and okay with it, I think that that it works much better.
0: Yeah, I, I totally yeah, we agree. We don't want to send
1: Mark to the bandsaw on lack of sleep. That would be bad. <laughs> exactly.
0: My husband, he has power tools and he's cutting things. And I don't – yeah, I'm always – just fearful of, of that because I know how I get when I don't have enough sleep. I get really bananas I um, yeah. forget, you know, my shoes when I go to the car.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys are totally not alone. We have that issue in our house too. Yeah. I can be up all day, all night because I am, A, wired that way. and B just full of coffee. <laughs> smell, yeah, the, ca- the caffeine isn't hurting, that's for sure. And then I have a video monitor on Eden when she's mm-hmm. not with me. So I, I'm walking around with, you know, a little – video monitor with me with the volume cranked on high so I can hear her if she's in her room doing like a feeding or if she's just napping. Um, And more than once that has, Aaron can wake very, with the slightest Mm. movement. So, and he has a real high stress job. He's a vice president of a toy company. So he's really keyed up about sales and got to get things and he's got to travel overseas a lot. So he's kind of high strung about that. So he comes to bed, I'd say the last three weeks he's tossing and he's turning Mm. he's got restless leg syndrome, which doesn't help. So he's trying to do this. And I finally just said, look, I'm going to get you a
2: Benadryl and about six melatonin. Will you go downstairs to the (laughs) guest room and go to bed?
1: So, so I will just, less-
2: just tell them to go to the guest room to begin with. Like, like, exactly. Like, yeah. That's the part, that's the pattern we've fallen into. And I love it. It's yeah. great yeah. because I don't feel guilty about keeping her up. And also, you know, she doesn't keep wake me up at, uh, you know, six in the stupid morning when she deals with the kids.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah. I feel like that's probably where we're going. And I, I think for a while I kind of felt like, oh, well, you know, it's not showing the kids right. a united front. And then I realized, you know what? Damn it. We're not going to certainly be friendly to one another if neither one of us has slept. <laughs> exactly. We so would about, rather show them that. Think so about happy those- parents.
0: about those. Worth it, you know? Think about those old shows like Ozzie and Harriet where they had, you know, separate beds. Like no yeah. one had – a. and of course, you know, you look back and they're like, oh, they're purifying television. No, I just think they wanted to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> 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 they just wanted to sleep
2: in the 50s. The only thing that's unrealistic is that those beds were in the same room. <laughs> they should have yes. been on other sides of the house.
1: <laughs> we had a huge rainstorm come through here last night. Now, rain will be up. And it is the nectar to the gods for my husband's sleep. Oh, wow. so he was laying in bed, and the boom, boom started, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was wide awake, and Aaron went, "I'm going to the basement," and he just went downstairs into our guest room. We have a finished basement, and he just went in there, and I could hear him snoring on the third floor, just so like <laughs> it was oh. so peaceful. And I said, "Good, let him stay there. That's fine. He's got a he's got a queen size bed to himself. He can be all over the place." And ah, that's the other thing that he does when he's restless and he can't sleep. He goes from being like parallel to me. In the bed to being horizontal and like perpendicular and there's extra arms and legs. And I'm like, look, you know, now I'm going to be awake because you're spreading out and I need a little bit of space of my own. But my natural tendency, I think, is I get up two or three times a night to check on Eden and the kids. And I'm, I have to think about a medicine schedule for her. So I'm always up at five because she needs meds before six o'clock in the morning to keep her seizures normal. So I have just, I have become somebody who as a teenager could sleep, you know, getting up at the crack of two in the afternoon. And that was me all through school. And now that I've become a parent, particularly with her, um, and I think just because it's my nature, I am very easy to get up and I'm just up for the day.
0: How much sleep do you think you get at night?
1: Uh, there was a – when I was working full-time nights and then being a parent during the day to both an infant and a special needs child, I was a lunatic and I was getting maybe two hours sleep a night. Wow. Oh, um, yeah. It was not a pretty picture. You won't find many photos of me at that time because I pretty much – vampires can't be seen in mirrors, can they? See, for <laughs> me,
0: at my best, if I get 10 hours, I'm like, oh, so happy. But Oh, I really? Will, if I can, get four? I can function on six. I, I'm you know, now I'm four, now at I'm eight, eight where I'm okay with eight. I mean, before Mateo, eight would have done nothing for me. It was so always t- ten. T-
2: tell me if this is a weird one or if you've ever heard this before, but like l- less than five hours, I will get the sniffles during the day. Like I physically <laughs> will sick. get sick. That's drainage. That's what uh, Irwin long was long.
0: saying. He was I getting get he was getting physically ill because of the lack of sleep he was getting. I feel that way if I wake up too soon
1: after falling asleep. And I don't mean that I didn't get enough sleep. If I wake it four hours of sleep, I wake up like I was never asleep to begin with. Mm. I'm like fresh and ready to go. That doesn't mean that six hours from then I won't be like, Oh God, I need to sleep on the couch. But that four hours gets me for a good eight to 10 before I need another nap or something. I do very well on that. But if I say go down for a nap and I hadn't slept well the night before, and I take more than a 20 minute nap, I wake up and I feel like hell. I am Congestion. I am a mess. Yeah.
0: Do either of you take melatonin?
2: You know, I have, but I honestly don't know how much. Um,
0: I'm, it's I, really good okay. for jet lag. I mean, well, if you're traveling a lot, it's amazing for jet lag. I give it to Eden and I take it occasionally. And I
1: find that while it doesn't make me tired, it makes the ability to get in bed and say, I'm going to sleep now,
0: much easier. Yeah,
2: It feels as though, and and here's the thing is, you know, this is one of the things about being a skeptic is that you question everything. Like, I honestly can't say that what I'm experiencing is not just a placebo effect, Mm -hmm. but it's a very good placebo effect. Like, I tend... I feel like I sleep through the entire night every time I take mel- melatonin.
0: A friend of mine who was blinded by a car accident uh, had insomnia, and his doctor told him to start taking melatonin because his sleep cycle was just whacked because now everything's dark, right? Mm-hmm. So, And that's honestly where I, I learned that, and I was traveling a lot too, so he was like, yeah, start taking melatonin when you start. Traveling those weird time zones, and it'll help you.
1: Because I didn't hear about it until Eden came out of her coma yeah. around Christmas time, and they said she is going to be her days and nights. I mean, she's been unconscious, literally, right. and down to like one. You know, brain app ep- one brain wave a minute for four days. I mean, yeah. she's going to be all over the place. And I said, "Oh, I said, what do you do about that?" And they said, "Well, your body naturally makes melatonin. We're going to give it to her." And it sounds funny when you're in a hospital to mm-hmm. get like,
2: "Here's a natural cure. Right. Don't
1: bring me the woo. Bring <laughs> me the meds." Like I want <laughs> right, all the heavy right, stuff right. at this point.
2: But they're well, like, "No." Also, sure. like uh, mel- melatonin is the chemical that causes you to wake up and still feel sleepy. That's why I believe like the half life of melatonin is is twenty or thirty minutes, and that's why. Why it takes you twenty or thirty minutes after uh, after you wake up to to finally get back to your day. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I used to sense. confuse melatonin with melanin, and I used to think, why uh-huh. would I need to take that if I wanted to tan? Like I'm Irish, I don't do <laughs> that. Like, I, and I would get them all screwed up, and people would look at me and go, "God, you're stupid." Maybe you should sleep some more, and you wouldn't have that problem. That's yeah, funny. That's
0: all right, well, you know what? I think that does it for a show. We had Yay. a great uh, Brian. Thank you so much for hanging out with yes. us. Thank this you Brian. was
2: so much fun. Thank you so much for for being patient with me. I'm sorry oh, no. that my that my scrambled brains had me showing up late, but I'm no glad everything worked out. at
0: all. Um, Thank you, Bonnie. Come yeah, in. and Bonnie as well. Thanks I'll for me. I'll pass
2: her. that on. And, and and of course, Calliope <laughs> was here for a little bit as well. So, I'll oh, give her a high five.
0: Awesome. So, I just want to say thanks to choremonster.com for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to check out choremonster.com if you're looking to kind of get your kids involved in chores in the house. Brian, have you ever heard of Chore Monster?
2: No, walk me through that.
0: So it it is a free service. It's it's an app that you can set up as the parent um, different types of chores and rewards. And they get points for doing Oh, this is things.
2: gamifying
0: chores. Yes, this is gamifying chores. It's really cool. And they can unlock different monsters. Um, we actually had um, one of the, the founders of Chore Monster on the, on the uh, show a few weeks back. And we talked all about it. And, uh, yeah, they just recently, a few months ago, went completely free. So it's, it's a really cool service. And it's worth checking out. So, And you can set up all your kids, and so your parents have a login, and the kids have a login. And so it's all handled within the system. Really neat stuff. Right Uh, on. Samantha Jane, who's another co-host of the show, set it up with her little boy, Will, who's four, and he loves it. She's like, he makes his bed, takes pictures. It's just a, a great little little service um, out there. Also alphageekradio.com radio.com. Thanks for letting, well, we didn't stream today. We had some technical difficulties, but we, we usually stream on Wednesdays. Um, you can go to alpha radio.com and look at the schedule. There's a, n- Awesome shows, including Brian. You're you're streaming over there too, right? You stream, yeah. uh, You know, and and, uh,
2: three different shows that we're throwing in there. And it's amazing to watch Alpha Geek Radio really kind of hit the next level. You know, there's there's talk uh, I'm hearing. I don't want to speak out of turn, but we're trying to figure out solutions for live streaming video on there. You can, of course, uh, listen to uh, a bunch of other programs, including the Weird Things Podcast, Cord Killers. Every Monday we broadcast on Alpha Geek Radio, and of course, Night Attack every Tuesday night.
0: Awesome, and yeah, be sure to check out all of the awesome shows over there I I personally love court killers (laughs) because we yeah uh, you were
5: fantastic on it we we gotta have you back
0: on there yeah I love it Um, we cut the cord and we're still uh, in fact direct TV called me the other night and almost woke up Mateo and I was so mad at them like take me off your list I cut the cord. (laughs) Ah. There you go. <laughs> so also, if you want to connect with other nerd parents, Scott Johnson created us a little place over in his forums at forum.myextralife.com. There's a lot of great parents over there asking questions, having discussions. It's it's a great little place to check out. So be sure to check out the forums if you're interested, as well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerd parents. If you want to send us an email again, uh, whether it's a toddler translation, maybe you have a game recommendation Or if you want some solicited advice, send an email to nerdparents at gmail.com or find a contact form over at nerdparents.com. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm Nicole Spagg. Uh, Cleo is coffee, please. And that's P-L-Z. And you can find Brian as shwood, S-H-W-O-O-D, right?
2: Yeah, there is no C in shwood.
0: Shwood. And your website, too. Is it shwood.com?
2: Yeah, shwood.com. Although I tell you what, you know that that was originally my uh, advertisement for my stage show, so uh, it, it's it's shockingly out of date. Uh, but um, you know, whatever. Where you, you, you want
0: to, wherever you want to send them to find all your awesome stuff. Because I know, uh,
2: follow me on Twitter is the best. At s h w o o d, or of course, uh, youtube.com slash scam school.
0: Because I know you can all through Scam School, you can you can actually purchase magic tricks. Yeah, well, that's all at ScamStuff.com. Oh, scam we finally, stuff.
2: yeah, yeah. well, we figured out that that we needed a physical complement to the information that we were giving on Scam School, and uh, we're still continuing to, to to grow that little side business. Right now it's still in my garage, but, uh, uh, you know, ev- everything you guys buy helps to make it possible for me to be at home with the kids and not on the road doing magic shows. That's
0: awesome. So check out everything that Brian does um, on his on his Twitter feed. You can probably find it all through there. Uh, So, again, for all of us here, be sure to stick around for Dan's gaming segment. Uh, The 30% off at strongholdgames.com is still going on. It goes on until the end of June. So if you're in the market for some great board games, listen to the segment Dan does for us after the show ends. And uh, head on over to strongholdgames.com. So for me, for Cleo, for Brian, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll talk with you in a week. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye! <laughs>
5: hey, fellow nerd parents. It's Dan.
3: And I'm Lauren.
5: And here's today's family game night recommendation. Today, we'll be talking about.
3: Survive Escape from Atlantis.
5: Or for the rest of the segment, we'll just call it Survive.
3: Survive is another game from the fine people at Stronghold Games.
5: That's right. It's for two to four players ages eight and up and can be played in about 60 to 90 minutes. First you're going to create the game board by shuffling up the land tiles and randomly putting them out on the board to create the island. You will have mountain, forest and beach tiles.
3: Each player will take take turns putting out one of their 10 meeples on the island. Each meeple will have a number from 1 to 6 printed on their bottom.
5: You can either make sure you know where each number is on the island or just put them out randomly as you place them. The object of the game is to have the highest number of points on the bottom of your meeples as they get to the safe islands.
3: On your turn, you will move any combination of people and or boats three spaces. You can move those boats if you get your people on them and have either equal to the players or more than any other player on the boat.
5: After you make all your moves, you then remove one land tile. But be careful, you have to look in the bottom of the tile to see what happens. Sometimes you're going to get good things, like tires you can use later to help you swim faster or to remove sharks from the board. Or you can get tiles which makes you place that shark on the board and it's on the p- space that you just took the tile from. Or a whirlpool that will suck any people in that water in the adjacent spaces as well.
3: So make sure you move a tile which is nowhere near any of your people. You have to remove the sand tiles first, then when when all of them are gone, the forest tiles, and then the mountain tiles.
5: That's right, because underneath one of the mountain tiles is the volcano tile, which means the rest of the island sinks and the game is over. So once you're onto the mountain tiles, the game can end at any time.
3: After you remove one tile, then you roll the die. It will tell you one creature to move. You will get either the shark, which eats people, whale that flips over the boats, or the dreaded sea serpent, which eats people and boats.
5: You continue to do this in turn order, trying to get as many of your meeples to safety as possible and have the highest total printed on your bottoms. You're also gonna try to eat and remove other people's meeples as they get going, so it's a little bit cutthroat. You have to be careful of the other people, make some deals to get them to move your boats with your people on them as well, and to keep them from eating your people with their sharks and deep serpents to keep them away from you.
3: It's a great family game, it's easy to learn, it's so much fun. I love it. When I started learning it, my dad taught it to me. I loved it. I loved it at the first second I started.
5: You loved loved eating daddy's meeples and making sure DJ, you know, eating DJ and mommy's meeples too. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, same thing with King of Tokyo. I love getting everybody on King of Tokyo. That's right. <laughs> I
5: hope you decide to check out Survive Escape from Milanus by Stronghold Games. And if you go to their site, strongholdgames.com, and use the coupon, co- coupon code NERDPARENTS, all one word, at the checkout, you'll receive 30% off your entire order. But hurry, this ends at the end of June. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye!